Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we're picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we'll be in 1 Samuel chapter 30 for the next couple of weeks. For today's episode, it's part one of two parts dealing with praying in everything. And specifically, that it's all right to cry. As a kid back in the 70s, I used to sing this song, It's All Right to Cry. And I want to say that it was initially sung by the football player Rosie Greer. And I cried every single time that I sang that song. Um, I guess I was showing everyone that it was all right to cry. It was more so probably just the anxiety of being in front of people. Uh, and having to perform and not really wanting to do that Uh, but crying is okay and that's what David did in this situation he returns to Ziklag from Jezreel and when he gets to Ziklag he and his 600 men find that everything is gone And not only is everything gone, they don't know what has happened. They they have no clue. All they know is that Ziklag is in ashes and smoldering because everything has been burned. All of their wealth gone. All of their cattle gone. All of their loved ones gone. Wives, children, aunts, uncles, doesn't matter. Old, young, everyone was gone and the scripture says that the men cried cried aloud and I mean it's not new that uh, men in their strength and in their macho-ness try not to show emotion but all of these 600 grown men were crying weeping aloud not just you know not not the Denzel tear from glory no 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 they were screaming and yelling and crying out and cried so long and so hard that they exhausted themselves crying you ever cried yourself to sleep that was the situation that they were going through they cried and cried until they had no energy left. Now, researchers believe that emotional crying is a way for the body to rid itself of toxins and waste products that are produced by the stresses that trigger one to cry. They tested some tears and found that when someone is crying due to emotions and specifically stresses of emotions, that toxins and things are, are released in there. Like they, they found, um, I forget the name of it, but it, it's one of the hormones that, uh, prolactin, that's what it is, that women produce when they are uh, nursing. You know, so prolactin and some other things are found in tears produced by crying due to emotional stresses, whereas 
if your eyes are just irritated, you know, like by smoke or by onions or, you know, dust or something of that nature. That's like 98% water where you have all these chemicals and things that are being released by the tears. So, again, crying helps because it gets rid of these byproducts and things that have caused our body to go into this state. And David had a lot to be crying about. He was deeply distressed in a situation where he's an outlaw. Father's trying to kill him. Can't kick it with his best friend, Jonathan. Those are really distressing factors. But that's not why he was deeply distressed. It was because the men that he was leading were discussing mutiny. You got 600 people that you're leading. And they're talking about killing you and not just killing you, but stoning you. We know that a number of men in battle have killed, you know, about 300 people or more at one time. So, you know, they were just coming at him with swords and spears and things of that nature. David had the opportunity to to fight back and possibly even maintain his life. You can't fight flying rocks. There's nothing you can do about that or, or with that. So with them talking about stoning him, you know, he, he's you're pretty much stuck. And for them, the pain and the suffering and the grief was so great. It was like the Passover in Egypt. When the Passover happened, the Egyptians cried so hard and so long that People heard the wailing, but you know, like a city or so away. In this case, it, again, it was just like that because everyone lost someone or something. And what made it worse, as they were crying till they couldn't cry anymore, crying until they were exhausted, they couldn't even lay in their beds and cry because the city had been burned to the ground. When everyone else got bitter due to the loss, David encouraged himself by finding strength in God. How did he find that strength in God? He found it by going to him in prayer to get direction. God's word will do wonders for you. Everything that we know of was spoken into existence by God. So when he gives his word to you, oh, that's something that you can count on. You can depend on. You can take that to the bank. I got some scriptures that will help with encouraging you in these times. Starting with Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, which says it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. If God gives a word, that word will come to pass. It's going to do what he designed it to do. And it will prosper every place that he sends it. You can bank on his word. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses 19 through 20 states, For Jesus Christ, the son of God, does not waver between yes 
or no pause as I was sharing this with my children today I told them I was like look God is not like your heavenly father I mean uh, God your heavenly father is not like your earthly father you say hey daddy can we do something I'm like yeah yeah we can do that and then you come back later and ask me like oh man I'm tired now we can't do it you know oh you know can I put some v-bucks on my Fortnite account yeah sure we can do it up you know what the car that's attached to that account the deposit I made hasn't hit it yet so you gotta wait God owns everything he's in control of everything there's nothing keeping him back so he he doesn't waver between yes and no like we do due to our human limitations okay back to the scripture he is the one whom Silas Timothy and I and this is Paul speaking Silas Timothy and I preach to you and as God's ultimate yes he always does what he says for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ our amen which means yes ascends to God for his glory everything has been fulfilled through Christ every single promise that God has given us has been fulfilled through Christ that same scripture in the King James it again it talks about encouraging yourself the the uh, scripture where David in first Samuel chapter 30 uh, the sixth verse says that he encouraged himself in the King James version says strengthen in the New Living Translation which is what I've been reading out of but when you encourage yourself when you strengthen yourself when you harden yourself when you make yourself more rigid when you fortify yourself you're reinforced and you can deal with the storms God gives you the strength to deal with it when you are in him when you have his power his strength his abilities flowing and moving in you it's just like a house i was sharing with my uh children again as i was uh, sharing this with them how one of our neighbors a tree fell on his home not too long ago it fell on the roof but the house itself did not fall down during that windstorm because it was reinforced and it was strengthened and it was built to withstand the storms through Christ and through the reinforcing power of his word we can stand the storms we can't do it on our own you know with what we build in in our feeble strength but let the master builder the chief cornerstone be what your home is built on and you will have the strength needed to withstand the storms of life nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says that the joy of the lord is our strength his joy becomes our strength in weakness his joy gives us the power that we need to push through and to overcome the Bible tells us of a number of the names 
of God, and one of them is Jehovah Jireh, which means that he provides for you. He will give you the nourishment. He will give you the substance that you need to make it. There are a lot of things that we want, but God knows what we need, and he will provide for our needs according to his riches and glory. Second Chronicles chapter 16 Verse 9, the A clause says, For the eyes of the Lord run back and forth throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. David was not a perfect man, but he was a man who was after God's heart and because of being after God's heart he was able to be strengthened God is looking to strengthen those whose heart is after his whose heart is tender to his word whose heart is in tune with what he desires to do whose heart is is enveloped in and submerged in his spirit seek God in prayer and know that he takes into account the tears that we cry. Psalms chapter 56 verse 8 says you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. There's not a sorrow that we experience there's not a heartache that we have that God does not keep track of it may seem as if no one cares about you as if your life is just just a circle and a cycle of pain and suffering God is keeping track of that he's keeping record of those things And if you are in Christ, you have a promise. Revelations chapter 21 verses 1 through 4 tells us that when it's all said and done, Christ reigns for eternity and he wipes all of the tears from our eyes. Let me read that passage for you. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth from the old heaven and the old earth, I'm sorry, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully addressed, I'm sorry, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain All these things are gone forever, forever, my God. 
all those things are gone forever and we won't cry anymore it makes me think of the song that cross movement uh put out ambassador specifically put out back in like 2002 cry no more one day we won't cry anymore and we won't in the presence of God because all of the things that bring about that pain all of the things that will cause us to cry those tears of sorrow will exist no more they are wiped out just like the tears of our eyes they are wiped out forever in the presence of God and thinking about that helps us as we go through the things that we have to deal with on earth this is the reason why Paul could write in 2 Corinthians and say for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal when we look at our troubles in the light of eternity it's momentary it's temporary it's so short when we look at our troubles and we look at our sorrow and our pain and weigh it against the glory that God has for us the place that he has prepared for us all of the beautiful things that he has the joy that was set before him that's how he was able to endure the cross though he despised the shame he was able to do it for the glory that was set before him likewise we are able to endure when we are focused on what's to come know that he's with you here on earth he will strengthen you he will fortify you on earth he will bless you with good things as well but this is temporary what we see is temporary what we can't see right now is eternal what's with God in eternity it's in eternity (laughs) it's forever but it's also mind blowing our little minds can't handle what God has prepared for us we will have to be in a glorified state in order to receive those things so I strongly encourage anyone who's listening who does not have a relationship with God get one get a relationship with Jesus Christ starts off with repentance which means to be sorry for what it is that you've done and turn away from it and make a decision to go a different route that's where it begins and when you do so it'll allow you to fix your eyes on him we go in prayer to the one that makes the things that are seen and also is in charge of what's unseen look to him 
for proof of what he said. And that proof will provide the strength that you need to endure the temporary problems that we have here on earth. Selah. Pause and think about this. Next week, we'll have part two of prayer, or I should say pray in everything. And we'll be looking at what David prayed and the outcome of that prayer. Until then, God bless and keep it together.